everybody welcome to another episode of the gab today i'm so excited to be here with my friend michelle hodges she is president of bell isle conservancy how are you michelle hi gab it's great to be part of the gab <laughs> i know it's, it's 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 great um so before anything i want us to talk uh to us a little bit about your background like how how did michelle start and then why did you end up picking Bell Isle Conservancy as your as what you do now. Well, I believe very much in the gift of empowerment. Um, it, it's a gift not to be squandered, uh, and it's so much better to be involved in something and influencing and doing something rather than being on the sidelines, which has a certain amount of frustration associated with it because you can't influence the change that you want to see in the world. So when you're part of the part of the nonprofit sphere, you have that honor to serve and make your community better. Uh, and to me, that is something pretty special and why it's a great time to be part of the Belle Isle Conservancy. Because yes, we have an historic park that we're responsible for protecting, preserving, restoring, enhancing, but it's so much more than that. It's not just a place to recreate. It's a place where we can solve problems. It's a place where we mark life's moments. It's a place where you can be educated. It's a place where you can thrive in so many ways. So it truly is the sky's the limit. Like you of. probably are like, oh my God, I have so many ideas. Ah. Yeah, your brain does explode <laughs> periodically. So what did you what what did you work in before? Like what did you go to it's, school for and then blah blah blah. It's and really an interesting like an intersection. Reason. I always use this analogy with my staff team about pregnancy, mm -hmm. uh, which some people turn off right away because they don't want to talk about that topic. But if you listen and stay yeah, with well, me. Yeah, well this is mostly for women, so I think it's fine. <laughs> get it? They don't mind thinking about labor for a no, moment. Not at all. <laughs> like we were at the Grand Prix uh, not long ago and I'm like, when these cars go around the track, it's just like labor because when they're right in front of right. you, you can't talk. You just got to brace yes. yourself and, and focus. Actually, and then there are so many the rest of the track, you're like yourself. There are so many things that equate to labor and the women that have passed it are like, I'm glad it's done. And the women that are going to it, they're like excited about it. So yeah. Well, well, I use it. that metaphor from the standpoint that when a young couple's mapping out their life, they'll talk, they'll say, oh, we're going to go to school, we're going to get our master's degree, we're going to work, we're going to travel, we're going to buy the house, and then we're going to have a baby. Well, sometimes, so you do all that planning, right? And sometimes oh, yeah. that baby comes early, before <clears throat> you did one of those steps. And what do you need to do? You still need to perfectly execute, because mm -hmm. it's one of the most important things you'll ever do in your life. Mm -hmm. And that requires resilience and flexibility and the ability to get something done, no matter what might happen so it's same thing with our careers right these people that sit down and write out their whole plan and think right. they're, there's a certain limitation to that and I think you need to be free and open and, and wise frustration if to... you don't have flexibility right like right can I get can I step out of the plan and still and not be you know and not be failing about it mm -hmm. yeah But as I look back, it's kind of neat to see how every step along my path intersects with where I am now. I have an urban planning degree from Michigan State University, so I understand communities. I went right into the public sector and started working for downtowns and tax increment finance authorities and understanding economic development and community development, and then started representing those communities on Chamber of Commerce boards. Nice. Uh, so yes. really built out that whole corporate network and that side of the equation. 
and then ultimately went and worked for uh, Chambers of Commerce, two in particular, both of which weren't the traditional Chamber of Commerce role where I was teased. Detroit like a then. Detroit Regional Chamber and then the Troy Chamber during the time that my daughters were young. It allowed me to have the flexibility that I needed, but still uh, enabled me to make a meaningful professional contribution. So not the chambers where you're cutting ribbons all the time, but you're really no, embedded in the community. Totally attracting investment to it and, and building a thriving place where people want to live, work and play. Actually the so best connection the best connection <clears throat> to um to people and the businesses is the Chamber of Commerce. It's like, look, this is what people are telling us they're looking for and we're looking at you and so it's a link that's very special. And I know your community. Uh-huh. So if you want to really be embedded and part of it and feel that stake and that connection, it's a good place to start. So it made a lot of sense then to come here to the Conservancy where all of that is necessary. You know, we're doing the fundraising, we're doing the community development, we're we're knitting together the projects. And we have $330 million worth of capital needs on the island. So oh, I kind thought of you were going to say budget. And I was like, yay, oh, no. no. Oh, <laughs> that'd be so nice. We can dream, right? Well, yeah. So that's kind of how I got here, and it's just an honor and a privilege to be able to serve and to weave your professional work as well as your community service into one. Yeah, because many times there's work and there's community service, and to put it together, oh, it's such a win. It is. Such a privilege. It is. And yeah. Totally. It's like justifying decisions if you know if you can if it makes sense from a business standpoint and a moral standpoint, you know you got a winner. Right? Exactly. All right. So now let's get into the specifics. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So run us through a regular day in your life. Well, there you do know there's no such thing as a regular day, right? <laughs> I know. I, I never mean, have a regular day, but you know, you always do the same. There are some things that you do the same every day. I am ashamed to admit, but there is one thing that is guaranteed I will do every single day. Drink Diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a really bad thing to do every day, but that is a given. Now, is that the first thing you do in the day? No, 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 no. I try, well, within, no, I try to not, no. Because I do my run in the morning. I am. How much do you run? I run anywhere from five to eight miles a day, probably. My husband calls me a nut job because I try to do it on vacation. I'm a habit person, and once I start breaking habits or finding excuses not to do something. I think you're only the nut job if it's snowing outside. I do it And you do it when it's snowing. I went there through we the go. whole polar vortex and I was out there. You went out of the polar vortex. And my daughter was like, Mom, I'm worried. I go, honey, I won't go far. If it's really awful and it's deadly, I will text you if it's almost going to die. <laughs> but I put hand warmers in and feet warm. I was actually warmer on those days than other days. And you're moving, so. You are, you're moving, yeah. We're and then in the house, you have the blanket. Empower. You're like, you know what? There really aren't any limits. So then you're Somebody waking up at what time? Do something. Oh, that's on a normal day. I'm up at five. If I have like an early board meeting or something, I can be up. I'm up earlier than that. Uh, but there's something peaceful and tranquil about it. You just have to embrace it. And you yeah. know, as we were talking about earlier, you gotta enjoy that moment and not fight it. I mean, I'll see a well, shooting what, how, star. How long does it I'll take you to run those miles? Any, uh, any, an hour or two. It just depends on how so bad my IT wake band up, is bothering me. 5.30, <laughs> you get out there or you're out at 5? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm out by like 5.30 usually. Out and then 5.30 to 6.30 to 7.30. You yep. come back. 
turning into shower. this gorgeousness that Scrub. people cannot see right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Diet Coke red nail polish. Don't mm-hmm. forget to tell them about that. Beautiful. <laughs> totally. Looks cheer- like cherry You're such Coke. A sweetheart. And then this uh, lipstick's called Snow White Red. I, yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> More like Evil Queen because there's nothing wrong evil with that. Evil Queen. Because yeah. she was the hot one, to, let me tell you that true. So, and then you run and then you come back and you turn into beautifulness more beautifulness and then where do you go from there um, do you have oatmeal and two no almonds? i'm bad about that i'm no and i forget the pumpkin seeds too <laughs> <laughs> i know that's like the health trend to eat all these wonderful things i do eat i do ultimately throughout the day eat the right things but i do skip meals which is so bad. you don't eat breakfast so that's my those are my bad habits a cup of coffee no I'm, i've never drank coffee in my life oh wow the, i'm one of those bizarre individuals that's who's like totally left out Starbucks of the coffee just culture lost. You know, stock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So, no, I just know for me, every, every day is com- really, truly unpredictable because there are so many moving parts and there's so much complexity to what we're doing here um, that I just know that I have to bring my best self every day and be prepared for whatever that might be. And if I do happen to get, you know, we all look, we all, we all relish something, right? Like we want to slow our day. We wish our to-do list wasn't as long as it is. And then every so often you're given a gift of one of those days, and I sit there and I'm like, maybe I don't like this. Yes, <laughs> maybe I. You feel weird, like what? Like, should I be doing something right now? Yeah, can't somebody throw some political bomb right now, or can't a building flood, or can't you know, can't an HR issue present itself oh that God, requires a building complexity? Flood, you're hilarious. Or the audit, can I have a or... flood in a building over there so I can go back and do <laughs> And you know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> yes. it's just. I love being challenged like that when you're called to the table and you have to figure something out. So do you put There's anything at all in scale. your body? Water, water and diet coke, and then but in the morning, for, no, not in the morning, nothing, nothing. Yeah. You run with no water. Yeah, I don't. My st- I'm like my dad. My dad was like, no, I'll have water when I get home. Oh, okay. That's a f- I do do water in the morning. I was gonna I say home. for sure. That's amazing. like the one healthy thing I try to, is to be yeah, hydrated. Yeah. Um, because I feel better. Everything when nice I'm hydrated. without the water. Your kidneys, your skin. Right. It's It's all better. And I'm telling you because I don't even like to do it, but I do it anyway because I know. Like... Your well, body's plus I shut can down. sing the song that I torture my children. You know, it's our job as moms to torture oh, totally. our children, right? I'm it's the in worst. the job description. Well, not the worst, but bad. Yeah. <laughs> so we do the potty humor. I sing a tinkle song to them. So if you don't drink water, you can't like do that. And they're right. Oh my be god. Very upset. And your kids are grown. I mean, like, do you still well, sing it to them? Yes, just to torture <laughs> them. That's great. <laughs> All right. It's, it so me well, my next question was gonna be, what do you do? Oh well, and then you come to to work. Yep. It's craziness. Blah blah blah. Yeah, we work. We do work really, really hard. Um, you go home at night feeling like you ran a marathon, but the the distinction there is when you run a marathon, you you know you've accomplished something. Absolutely. It's that satisfying exhaustion. So that's not hyperbole. That is a true statement. Literally right. every day here, you you have that feeling. Do you feel like the run activates you? Like yeah. That's what wakes you up. It does. Yeah. Like, it does. Like, if you skipped it, you would be, like, groggy? Yeah. I, yeah. And it, I, it really prepares me for the day. I solve a lot of problems in my head. Sometimes I have to stop and, like, text myself or send myself some notes so I can capture the thoughts and ideas. Yeah. I find that when you're doing something like that, like, 
running or rowing or whatever, it allows you to think. That's why people come up with many ideas in the shower because right. they're doing the one thing without reading or looking at anything specific. I listen to news apps too, so I get up on the morning news and be prepared for the day. Oh, is that what you listen to while you're running? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really just helps you understand your world, and many of the folks that are included on there are also part of my world, and you know, just increases your stake. So, and like your understanding. both local news and all local. Oh, well, they always local. do the national reports, of right. course, but yeah, all local news. So I want to know my community. You know, my next question was going to be, what did you for self care? But you already told us. You run. That's exercise. Yeah. You eat kind of correctly. I can tell because you're beautiful. Oh. And then... No, um, I eat cake every night. Do you? I do. <laughs> every night. Okay, yeah. so now you have to tell us what cake well, you eat. Well, it just depends. I'll you make this cake. To, 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 to make myself... To, to justify the bad behavior... I like usually buy what's on sale. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What bad behavior are we I know we're talking about why do we abuse? We should be able to eat cake, right? But what bad behavior? You just ran a, ha- a third of a, ma- a half marathon in the morning, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy my cake tonight. I think tonight. you just need to eat it in peace. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. And what that about bit. like meditation or reading? Oh gosh, I you know it was my New Year's resolution to do more self care because it is easy to forget about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I always feel um, energized and satisfied when I'm along around good beautiful people mm-hmm. uh, and so my friends and my family of course. So I did join a book club this year. Fantastic! And I'm really enjoying it. I didn't think I'd be able to make the time to write a book, and in fact, I warned them to all. Write a book. I mean, read a book. Read, read a book. So I was I'm like, like well, if you're writing a book at the same time that you're reading it let me tell you and I'm teasing them in the beginning like can we pick books that have movies done in them too so I, or that have the notes so I can cheat because there's no way I'm going to be able to read the, these books but I'm actually reading them so do you find yourself reading a little bit every day religiously as a habit or do you find yourself oh it's so good you just binge it on a Saturday well, evening sometimes I have no choice but to binge because you know and you do get into it. And I try to do a little bit each night, but sometimes I'm so tired. I just you have to go to bed. If you're going to wake up at 5, right. what time do you go to sleep? It's kind of, it just depends. I've tried to get better at that, too. Or at least I am go upstairs awful before at that. 10. And, you know, but yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I've started getting in bed at 9.30. And then at 10.30, I'm like, oh, my God, I've been here right. for an hour. And that's Why am I not too. asleep? Yes. So that's been a really nice. In fact, I'm hosting book club this weekend, nice. and we read "Educated" by Tara Westover, which is set in Idaho. It's a it's an incredible story. Wow! So, but I thought I would do a potato theme. Oh yeah, Idaho! <laughs> That's great. So all potatoes. So you're keto people and. Uh, gluten free? No, I think that's gluten free. I'm not sure. I have no I idea. Know. I don't know. I love other stuff too. For anybody, <laughs> you know. But, I think that's yeah. a great theme. So I don't we'll have fun with that. Are you gonna do? What are you doing? Baked potato? I well, I I was gonna do name. I was gonna take a hot potato and put like a name thing for each person. Like Mrs. See, potato Head? Cur- yeah. Oh, <laughs> Curly fries, tater tots. Oh fries. my! A potato yeah. bar, maybe. That's I don't know. Great. I still have to figure it out. You, so, mu- yeah, but you have to have uh, the potatoes. Yeah, I can't actually, I and potato like the potato, potato people. Yes. <gasps> totally holding the little You're sign awesome. with their name. Oh my god! This is a very cool little focus group we're doing here. Oh, it's fantastic! <laughs> so, because you know, my other branch that I love is entertaining. I mean, yes, you're very pla- good at party that. planning. So. 
the second you said theme the book club, I was like, ah, okay. So what makes you happy from everything? Which is so many things that you already told us, but what is the one thing that you go, this is the one thing that if I have to visualize something and step into it, I, it's, it makes me happy. Well, you and I share a love, I think, for the arts. Um, that absolutely, I always tell my family, my favorite moment is when we're together, of course, uh-huh. and we're in some setting, you know, a theater somewhere, anywhere in the world or right here in Detroit, and that curtain starts to go up, right? There's something, yeah, and I look over so at them exciting. all, and I'll squeeze each one of yes, them. Yes, it's this coming. Is that moment, and you just don't know how you're going to, we say this about travel, too, that's the yeah. other thing that makes me so happy. My husband and I will sit in the driveway as we're getting ready to back out for the airport or whatever, yes. and I'll be like, I'll grab his hand, and I'll be like, we're going to be different when we come it's back. It's a privilege. It's and an it's excitement. It's different. You know, you're going to understand something more. You're going to touch people. You're going to have um, relationships. Or, uh, totally. All. And we still keep in touch with our rickshaw driver from India. There's just, Islam is with the most lovely driver? person. Yes. Oh, how? I Does he have an Islam. email? Do you call Yeah, him? we're on Facebook. And, I mean, That's we were there fantastic. Probably, we were there for our 10th wedding anniversary, so like 18 years ago. We met Islam, and we, we stay correct. in touch with him. And there, there's, I, 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 weirdly enough, I'm also in touch with the guy that took us snorkeling in Costa Rica. I mean, in Cartagena, sorry, because I wanted him to send me the photos that he took, all of them. He's like, well, I'll send them later, and he was in an island, and I went back, and so we just back and forth, and it's just you know, well, it is there's something about looking at people who do that or are on the stage or they're making something incredible. Like, I'm just in awe of them. Like, how your craft is so exceptional. So, is it looking and at that picture inspiring. or looking being in the show? It's all the above, yeah. you know, um, or something, somebody's carving something out of something or painting something out of something or cooking something out of something or. Or singing or acting. Like when you went to Hamilton, didn't you feel like for yes. a moment everything was right in the world? Yes, yes. You know, you look on that stage and you're know, all the different people that are up there and breaking stereotypes and totally. presenting their craft and just this moving soul Actually, touching. I forgot about the stereotype right. and it's just the voices, the music, everything was fantastic. You had to love Eliza, right? Or half her head was shaved. Yes. And who would have thought, you know? Are they always like that? I that, that, one, if that one was is, like that. Yeah, okay. But not all of them. Okay, no, well, I thought different. she was incredible. And, yeah, I totally was like, oh, look, you can be half bald and you can still portray anyone you want, which is awesome. Yeah, and then just being around good people. I Don't you hunger for that? Like, yes. Just knowing that there's a good soul standing right there by you who's going to do the right thing and is wanting to give back. I mostly look for people take. who I can be myself with that oh yeah because right. um you know i don't know how to be any other way uh-huh so it makes the things easier <laughs> yeah they'll accept you for whoever you yeah. would which is something pretty awesome yeah um all right so what is the biggest let's get a little bit like real and it says what what, what I, I i wrote down what is the biggest flop moment when you felt vulnerable and a mess uh, you know that's such, I, you know, you and I have been talking about brain wiring in that, and you know, I I guess I don't look through the world the, uh, through that kind of a lens of just failure or flopping. So, but I think a time when um, I did feel really vulnerable was when my daughter was sick. Um, you feel out of control, right? She yeah. had to have major surgery for scoliosis, and 
I mean, that, that just was, that, that was really rattle. It's rattling when your child is sick because we're doers, we're achievers. Right. Like, there's always With a solution. everything you know and everything, all your problem solving, and you could not just make it so. Right, right. And you, we could, you can't always fix it. But, but so that's a really vulnerable moment. And then you try to summon everything you possibly can to make sure you do everything you can to make it right. So that, that's always, and you don't know if you're doing it right. You're making big decisions for these young people that are going to impact them for the rest of their lives. Yes. And that's a huge responsibility. Um, then there was another time when uh, my seventh grader, well, she's not in seventh grade now, she's about to graduate from high school, but she went, took her career test in middle school, and it says she should be a bartender. <laughs> I'm like, Gabby, what, what am I going to do? Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, where did I go wrong? Like, what, what algorithm? Pre- well, first of all, why is there a bartender? In the mixologist, mixologist. Yes, why, why, yeah, uh, is there were options in there, stripper as well? I well, mean, that's my goodness. <laughs> well, it did end up adding a lot of flavor to our lives because we were doing things exactly like that. When the kids weren't listening, we'd be joking with the adults. Well, what are you getting your kid for Christmas? Well, a push-up bra, right? She needs <laughs> yeah, I mean, the for her career. trade for her career, <laughs> yes. But we did turn it into a positive just recently, actually. We're like, because again, we kept talking about it her whole life. And um, so we had a bar night for she and all of her friends to talk about really what kind of bartender is it? Is it taking the bar exam? Is it raising oh, the bar? Yeah. Is it not going behind bars? Yes. <laughs> Let's use that for yeah, a don't, life goal. Not being behind bars is very a good important. One, right? Yeah. So we tried to turn what could have set her on a like make her think about herself in a way that yeah and I'm not dismissing the profession of being a bartender I think that it's a very legitimate profession but when a child's in seventh grade you want them to be thinking about right. multiple things um, and maybe what 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 she meant or what is really what's happening is that she's going to have a chain of very successful bars what there you go right I mean that's right well you, they, you don't know when, when and that was one that was one the um, activist side of me started coming out because I did go to the school board and I did talk to the governor about it because he talked so much. He had the, it was Governor Snyder at the time talked mm-hmm. so much about STEM and STEAM and I'm like, but your career tests are telling these children yes. But ultimately, it was the chemistry side of it actually. Ah, the craft brewing and the but you know but the explanation of it all did not yeah. completely portray that. But you pursued it. <laughs> and you fixed it, yeah. So what is she studying? Do you know? Well, she'll be at Michigan State. Go green. Yes. And what is she? What is she gonna? She's go for? thinking about myriad things. She was leaning towards education, but now she's not so convinced. She's a critical thinker, so it'll be interesting to see where she ends up. The good news is she has options, right? And not not chemistry. No, no, she's not a STEM girl for sure. Hmm. Her sister is, but no. So it's kind of interesting that she. Uh, and she's not. I mean, I would think to be a bartender, you have to be an extrovert too. She yeah. leans more towards introverts, so I'm not sure where the flaw in that algorithm. Yeah, came, but, but it, nonetheless, thank God my son didn't do that test, and if he did it. He didn't tell me. Why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an art too, right? Mom only needs to know what she needs to know. Exactly. <laughs> what? What? Tell me about a, a funny moment when you went and and you told yourself, "Really? Like, this is how this works, or this is what just happened, or this is the impression this person had." Like, do you have had any moment when you go, "Really? Like, 
Like, people sometimes overreact about a million things, and it's not in your purview. Like, you don't, you t- sometimes, you know, we're all different. And then you went, really? Like, are you being serious right now? There was something like that recently. Now I can't remember what it was, but where you, you were you're completely misunderstood right. and, and it's a little bit rattling because you know communication skills are important right yeah being able to make a point convey a thought and you know to be the kind of person you want to be and for whatever reason this person left with a takeaway that just I, it I was like whoa no no thank god I have this opportunity yeah. to correct this with and you. sometimes and, you're surprised um, and you're like Really? Like, oh, I know what one of, one of them was. This isn't, I don't think this is exactly the one, but it goes back to that pregnancy analogy, you know, because mm-hmm. it's the same thing here. The art of fundraising, you know, we have our top four priorities here at the Belle Isle Conservancy, but sometimes a, a maverick thing will come up and you still have to know how to do it, right? You still have and to do it well. And in your profession, you praise yourself on being good at communication. So let us sure. hear it. So I used that pregnancy analogy with them, like, we're pregnant early, you know? And, and they thought I meant like an unwanted pregnancy. And I'm like, no! Oh my God! Like a mistake. It's yes. a mistake. And I'm like, no, I'm feeling all of the same joy and exuberance that you would if it came exactly at the moment. We're so excited. You about didn't this baby. tell them that you You're had not been excited when you were pregnancy, pregnant. Right? Wow. Were they younger people or male or. They were male, now that you mentioned oh, it. But probably, I, you didn't know, want to be pregnant. I'm not into the... Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see his point. <laughs> I think it just was making and you were sure like, you're How did you realize, well. though? How did you realize that he, he... It somehow came up later. And I'm like, thank goodness. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. That person to told you? This. Yeah, yeah, well, the whole, there was a whole group of people. And yeah, somehow I got a hint that it had been misunderstood. And I'm like, wow, I've got to correct this. Because no, you are not unwanted in Someone any Someone should just tell people, look, Michelle Hodges uses a lot <laughs> that analogy with pregnancy. So just chill. My other favorite <laughs> one is a mud run. A motor run? Mud. M-U-D. Oh, mud. Like tough mudder. Yeah. Because you know? it does get crazy around here. <laughs> yeah. and. You get exhausted and you might feel bruised and you might feel beaten and you might feel covered in mud from head to toe. Have you ever been? It actually, literally, in a yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've never done one of those. Um, but I'll, but you get into it willingly, and you have a certain amount of because it's a good thing, right? It's, and it's, it's an fun. achievement. It's supposed and, to yeah. be. And you're fit going into it. You're going to be more fit coming out of it. And there's a reward when you get to the end. Yeah. So that's hard work, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, you know, right now as we build this place, we work on this beautiful place called Belle Isle. Mm-hmm. It's, the days aren't easy. They're hard. It's a tough mutter, you know? Yeah. But we're fit, right? Yeah. yeah. And we're getting more fit. And there's a bright light to look forward to such, as such we build this yeah. place so that's the mud run so what, what what has been your favorite aha moment when you were like oh confused and then suddenly you were like Bing! you know it's the simplicity that is shocking to me of what the, the aha is you know when you're dealing with challenging projects and you're trying to keep you're trying to keep everybody in alignment and You've, you know, same when you go back to high school or college and you had to be in a group project. What's more frustrating than that, right? You got your weak links, you got your overachievers. Yes. I mean, and some of those weak links are in positions of power and influence, and you need them to do yeah. what they say they're going to do. You cannot just cut. Not right. People, yeah. You can't. So for me, it's the accountability. Like, okay, that aha moment came with how do you still keep it all moving forward? And maybe it's simple <clears> as having <throat> weekly check-ins. 
you know, or you, you ha- or, or the mayor of Detroit, he has his cabinet meetings and it's all up on the wall. And if you come in and you haven't done your part, you are held accountable. You, you know, that light is shown on you and you know, and you, you have to be able to put up on the wall that update. So it's, so to me, the aha is the simple just accountability. Simple accountability. And, and, or, you know, on our staff team here, we all went through a team building where we committed to a code of honor. You know, what comprises our code of honor here at the Bell Isle Conservancy? Is it simple things like being on time to meetings and respecting other people's time? Or really committing to cultural competency in everything we do? So we have this code of honor, and that sounds it's How many simple. things are in the code of it's honor? probably 10 or 12. Fabulous. And we all agreed on them together. And when new hires come in, they're, you know, right away in, inserted into that and made a part of that. It's our shield. Yes. We talk about being solutionaries, you know. And and the Code of Honor really makes that happen. But all of those are really simple things. It's like concepts, a safe right? space of simple things that everybody agreed to because you have such a massive responsibility. List. Yeah, we don't have time for weak links. We don't have time for unnecessary obstacles that we make ourselves so it's really enabled our team to gel and those are those aha moments when you really see it happen when it works and produce that's great yeah so we've talked a lot about mindset and um and the mentality uh what is your outlook for the future and not only for belle isle but for you for as as a mom as a woman I mean, you're pretty much, I would say you're pretty much there, right? You're gorgeous, fit, great family, great job. I mean, are you that woman that has it all? I think we all have it all. We just have to believe in ourselves. Um, So what's left? What's What's your outlook for the future? I think your output must at least equal your privilege. So the more you have, the more you should give. And, and, and some of that, I mean, that can be said in so many categories. Maybe it's even just in issues of social justice and equity, right? Being a white person, I, you know, I think the next generation of civil rights and justice net is white people becoming activated and doing their part and becoming advocates, advocates for all folks. who need. So that's our privilege, right? So how do we wisely use that or other resources that we have or education that we have or abilities that we have? Um, to help make the world a better place. And not from a white savior mentality. Either. No. You've got to be careful about right. that as well. We're not here you're not to save better you. than people. It's you, to join you. You have a, a, a responsibility. <clears throat> um, it's not you giving something. It's uh-huh. you doing what you must do. Uh-huh. So that's service, right? That's right. Um, wanting to give in a really meaningful way that isn't about you it's about others and do you feel like you do that not only here but just like in your everyday I do I feel like that's the best time yeah it is when you know like you really nail yeah yeah um what was was something recently where I really felt like I parented you know like like yes because you don't every day right I mean there are too many days where Uh, you know something out of the freezers on the table or I'm picking up pizza on the way home so 
trust me, there's not this perfect parenting scenario in our house, but there are some days where you just go deep with your kid, uh-huh. right? And uh-huh. you, you can see that you're helping form this human being. And then he, he his light goes up and goes, or her light, and you go, poof, okay. Yep. Not the worst mom ever. (laughs) (laughs) And then it gets down to the simple things when you think about it too, right? Like my youngest just got her driving driver's permits. We've been spending a lot of time together in the car Uh to rack Uh up her hours or we'll go for a walk and I'm like, simple, right? But how much comes out during that time? Because you're forced to talk to each other, right? Right. And you're, so to me, that's what the future is, is serving and sharing our gifts in a meaningful way and understanding that that's our responsibility it's not a savior thing that's to me just what makes a holistic society yeah um so like uh, i tell my children whatever you do like you can you don't have the um luxury of you know being drugged or out of it or you know trying to kill yourself you have a responsibility to do good for the world and for others. Because you, every time you learn more, you know more and you need to share that. And you need you have a responsibility to help others. So yeah, you can't be thinking about destructive things to do. You have to think about constructive things to do. And it doesn't have to be like huge, become ruler of the world. No. You know, it's picking up the trash. I always tell my girls, it's, you know, leave the world, leave that moment, whether you're in the grocery store, or you're on your walk, or you're in school, in the hallway, at least as good as you found it, if not better. Exactly. And that is just such a simple mantra that I think is a great foundation, because if you're doing that, everything's going to keep getting a little better. And then you've got that cumulative impact down the road where you're like, wow, now it's something of substance. Now it's something major. Do you, do you feel pleasantly surprised when you see your children doing something that you did not necessarily tell them, but that they learned from seeing you? Yes. And then you're like, why are you doing and that? that? And then they'll be ways, like, Because they, like, <laughs> they might do the bad things they see you do that's too. True too. That's true too. But, um, but they'll, then, then you'll see them and you go, wow. And then you go, what, why are you doing that? And they're like, well, because you do it. Yep. So it shows you how big your responsibility is, right? Every you, moment Yeah, because they're matters. watching you. Yeah. They are. And so are the people in your world and around you. But do you feel that it's also, like, I give my, per- I mean, me being me gives my permission, it gives permission to my kids to not be perfect. Right. You know, like, they know that sometimes you're like, because when I drive, I'm a maniac, right? Like, oh, my God. Oh my God, like, just get your dog out of the street. And, you know, like, I'm just not really yelling at people, but I'm talking to myself, like, grab your child and, you know, like, things like that. So, so, so I'm not perfect. And that, and so my kids can also have their point of view and at the same time care for people. But then when to be stressed or to be, you know, however you need to be, and then just, go back and just recognize that you can be better. But doesn't society have a weird definition of perfect? Like, you know, even my girls, when they come home with a grade or something, and like, oh, mom, you're upset with me because I got an A minus or a B plus. I'm like, I'm not upset with the grade. I'm upset with whatever you might have left at the table. Right. If you're a C student, I'm thrilled with that. You know, you've met you've you've met or exceeded your potential. If that is what is your, your ability? Max. Yeah. Right. 
And that is what I'm happy with. And what are you going to be satisfied and fulfilled with? Rather than striving for something you, you is not attainable. So is that a lot of pressure? Don't leave anything on the table? Probably. I probably just contradicted myself, huh? But I think for each person that's I think, different. I think parents need to... It's a constant struggle to find the balance. Yeah. Because yesterday my daughter came straight and said, you pressure me a lot. I just want you to be aware. And I'm like, well, is that a bad thing? Right. You, Do you want me to... I mean, you know, like, where, where are we at? Nurtured and inspired. So, so, and it's not that probably you were mad at her. You are probably like, you wanted to analyze the situation. Well, like, open it up and see what happened. Yeah. Like, you know, why did you not... Cause you like, know. if you fell down right now and needed an appendix taken out, I would fail miserably. <laughs> But hopefully I would fulfill my potential from the standpoint of getting you the help that you need. You know, coming to the table, right. not, le- not risking your life in any way, getting you the best solution right. possible. Could I take the appendix out and get an A because of that? No. No. You're- but B work would probably be pretty good considering I'd never gone through medical school, right? Right. I mean, so, like, what is your potential? So, and your ability, right? And your ability, right. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the best explanation, but hopefully... You're left with the under, you know, a pretty practically minded, fair minded, but aspirational. We should always be aspirational. Always aspirational, and but happy, enjoying yes. a life. Right, right, right. It, I mean, you have to be positive. It's you a positive outlook. Yeah, it's a brain wiring that's important. That's what you were talking. Brain wiring. Mm-hmm. How you treat you train yourself. How do you? When did you brainwire yourself? How old were you? Do you remember? Um, and I know it's an ongoing process. It is an ongoing process. But when was the first time that you were aware that you were doing it? Intentionally, probably, you know, when you're having your kids and that. Hmm. When you're a little more aware of the need of it and intentional. And as you become more and more of an adult, there's so many forces out there on you that require you from a survival standpoint to do it and then just it's more satisfying so how are you wired what is what is there just always wanted to leave a place more positive than when you left it so I can either be when I walk into the office here every day I can either say hello to Marcus at the at the entrance or I can maybe say Marcus how are you how's your day today what's going on blah blah you know that leaves my soul wholer and hopefully his too. So that's just a little more positive, right? Rather than just, oh gosh, hi Marcus. You know, oh, and kind of give him, you know, Monday. just missing. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I try not to fall into those traps of always complaining about the weather. Um, quite frankly, I, think I don't think you complain about the weather. I mean, you know, you run through polar vortexes. I just choose to enjoy it. It's beautiful, so, right? So, yeah. I'm always happy when spring comes, but I'm going to enjoy winter when it's here and the beauty of a snowfall and the crisp feel and get to go in and get warm. And, get and it's about also enjoying things that you have no control out. over, right? Right. That is the one thing we have no control over, right. weather. So you might as well just enjoy it and see the positive. Beautiful. So, Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I mean, oh my gosh, if it wasn't that I was recording this, I would have been taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have to do that because I have it all. So... Thank you so well, much for Gabby for, with you. For, for um yeah, Gabby. And uh that's that's it for us, you guys. Um uh see you later or hear you later in the gap. Bye. Bye.